stronghold and say, hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to a podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. I'll be sharing something that might transition into a series teaching. And this series teaching would be done via midweek services. So, yeah. I'll be starting out something that I've entitled the Ministry of the Word of God. And um, the whole idea of this teaching is to help each and every one of us appreciate and understand the Word of God and also help us learn to interact with the Word of God a certain way. You also have to understand as recipients of the Word, there's a certain way we receive the word and there's a certain way we interact with it and from it i believe you're going to learn something very profound and uh well let's get into it we'll start by reading matthew chapter number 13 and verse 9 this is after jesus has given a parable which we're also going to look at but in matthew chapter number 13 verse 9 jesus says these words and he says he who has ears to hear let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, from this portion of scripture, you un- you get to understand that he made this utterance only after he spoke out a parable. And he spoke out this parable to, to onlookers and people that, are, that were out there. And afterwards he says, he who has ears, ears rather to hear, let them hear this simply suggests something what kind of ears is jesus really talking about because imagine i'm speaking to an audience like this and after i'm done i say the one who's got ears to hear let them hear i expect every one of you (laughs) to hear by default because you've got ears so what is jesus really talking about perhaps he's now showing us that there's another kind of ear that we must learn to have or rather we can get to have that will make us perceive and understand the deep things of God. Later on you'll see that the, the apostles are asking Jesus, why are you speaking to them in parables? And Jesus goes on to tell them that to you it's the secret of the mysteries that have been given. That's why to them it's coming out as parables. But to you the secrets of the mysteries have been given. It simply means to you you have ears. To you, you've got ears. Amen and amen. And today I'm speaking to a people, a people who has ears. A people who have ears. Amen and amen. And um, um, obviously, we're we're going to be analyzing a few scriptures. And uh, today we're going to be analyzing what is known as the parable of the sower. You can take time to study it. It's from uh, Matthew chapter number 13. 
okay you can study it in the book of matthew chapter number 13 at your very own time however uh, we're going to look at it in a you know in a simplified and basic way all right now just to give you a brief background on this parable of the sower the bible tells us jesus is explaining to the people and he tells them that there is a sower that goes out and decides to, you know, sow his seed. And while he's sowing his seed, his seed falls on different grounds. All right. The seed falls on different grounds. And the fact that it falls on different grounds, there is something that gets to happen to the seed in response to the ground that it has actually fallen in. So in the parable of the sower, we see different elements. Number one, we see the sower. Number two, we see the seed. But also, number three, we take note of the ground field. Amen and amen. Now, starting from Matthew 13, verse 4, we see the first place where the seeds fell. And the Bible says, And as he sowed, some of the seed fell by the wayside. All right, and the birds came and devoured them. So the first place the seed fell was on the wayside. This is simply not necessarily a ground, but a path. It's like a footpath. It's a wayside. That's where people walk. You don't expect something to grow because people are constantly walking in that place. Right. So the first place the seed falls is on the wayside. Right. And the Bible tells us birds came and got that seed. And you know what they did with it? Obviously, they uh, <laughs> it was a party wherever they went. All right. Now, in verse, the next scripture, we see the next place where seed fell. Some fell on stony places. Take note, the first place was a wayside. It was a path. It was a road. Then the next place we see seed falling is on stony places. All right. Now it goes on to say where they did not have much earth. In short, the place that had stony places did not have much dirt, but it was sufficient for the seed to interact with the soil. All right. And they immediately sprang up because they had no then it says because they had no depth of earth, uh-huh. But but when the sun was up, they were scorched. You've gone they were scorched and because they had no root, they withered away. Alright, so that's the second seed. It falls on the stony places that has little soil. Alright, then the verse, third, verse 7 tells us the third place that seed actually falls onto. The Bible says, and some fell among thorns and the thorns sprang up and choked them. So, are you noticing that this seed is encountering or rather interacting with different grounds? Okay, on, an, on a stony place, it's interacting. But then there's also another place which is known as a thorny place. Now it says that seed grew or rather it sprang out, but then the thorns choked up that. Then in verse 8. But it says, but others fell on good ground 
So have you noticed from all the grounds, it only describes one to be good. <laughs> the other was stony, but it was not good. The other was a wayside, but was not good. The other was thorny, but was not good. Yet the Bible tells us the ground that was good yielded a crop and a hundredfold, others a sixty, and some thirty. Amen and amen. All right, now I know there are so many revelations that we can bring out from this. However, we can start by decoding a Jesus brings out himself because he actually explained what this meant. Amen and amen. He actually explained what this meant starting from verse 18. So let's look at what Jesus was saying or let's really look at what Jesus was meaning when he's talking about these things. Then he says, Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. Uh Uh-huh. Exorce. Alright, it says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it. Have you heard what it's saying? Anyone who hears the word of the kingdom, which simply means the seed is the word. Anyone who hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is who received the seed by the wayside. Now, have you now noticed Jesus is explaining it this way? He is describing the word of God as a seed, then the ground as a heart. Mm. Now, why do we need to explain this? (laughs) We need to explain this because out of four grounds, only one produced fruit. Only one produced fruits. But guess what? All of them were hearers of the word. And at the end of the day, if we don't explain this, we will have believers get frustrated because if we are not changing the condition of the ground, as long as the condition of the heart is not changing, then we know the manifestation of the seed of the word will not work for them. The Bible tells us this one, here's the word, can be in a setup like this. You can preach day and night. They can be coming to church every day. (laughs) But when you preach, teach, it bounces on their head, goes out. And the only thing they have to their name is being registered on their attendance list. And so the Bible tells us with this person, because their heart is not conditioned well, because they've got a wayside heart, a path heart, it seems like that heart is on a journey. I don't know where it's going or whatsoever. But the Bible tells us that seed does not settle. And because it does not settle, there is now where the enemy comes in, snatches the word, snatches that seed. And suddenly you forgot that pastor taught on belief systems. (laughs) They asked, what did you learn about last Sunday? No, I remember. What do you remember? There are birds around you. 
Next verse. But he who received the seed on stony places, this one is much better than the one who is on the wayside. But even though you are much better, your result will still land you to the same place. Says this same person who receives the, word, the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Ah, does that sound familiar? It's possible. Hallelujah. That's my word. Receives it with joy immediately. Next verse. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only wow. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. He received the word. He enjoyed the sermon. It was powerful. He gave his review. But has no root in the word. In short, this one does not hold on. And because he has no root, when persecution comes, when floods come, this one, there's no way this one will stand. They are the ones who are declaring, it's possible for me to win in life. Once persecution comes, eh, aren't you the one who was saying it's possible? Aren't you the one who was saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? These are the ones who sometimes they can even confess the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's only God that I trust in. Spirit lead me without, uh, you know, without borders. Guide me. He orders my steps. These are the, they will say that. But when he's choosing a girl, no God involved. When he's choosing a course, no God involved. Who is your shepherd? Stony ground. This one is not only a stony ground. Remember, a stony ground is also a stony heart. This one rejects his heart to the will of God. Rejects. This one, cousin Nafero. Okay, let's go further. Next verse. Now he who received seed among the thorns. So now there's another place. The thorns. Who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of the of, of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Listen, what today we are we're looking at the ministry of the word of God, and I'll tell you, I'll I'll teach you even with time how you interact with the word. Have you noticed the Bible says there is such a thing as choking the word? Do you know that there is also what is known as making the word of God of no effect? Do you know there is what is known as adulterating the word? Now this one. <laughs> this one has the word. Meaning this one is better than the one who receives joy. But the problem is chalo, chalo, chalo simawama. <laughs> exactly, you know the lyrics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this one, the cares of the world, too much cares of the world. Too much cares of the world. And notice how it even says, it says, and the deceitfulness, not the truth, deceitfulness. It's even telling you your playground. There, you're just lying yourself. 
the deceitfulness. And I, I love that it then says the deceitfulness, not of poverty, of riches. Chalk the word. And guess what? And he becomes unfruitful. Are you getting now answers why sometimes things don't work for people? Thorns. Thorns. Next verse. It says, But he who <laughs> has received on the good ground is he who hears the word, understands it, and who indeed bears fruit and produces Psalm 104, Psalm 60, and Psalm 30. In short, the Bible is telling us there is a ground that can interact with the word. And when that ground interacts with the word, there is going to be a production of a hundredfold. There is going to be a production of something. Remember the Bible tells us about seed time and harvest. It tells us that whoever sows reaps. Isn't that so? In, in, In the same way, we see from this portion or rather parable, there are people who have received seed. Right. Now, even though they've received seed, we expect that seed to produce something. In short, we expect a harvest from that. But from these three grounds, the Bible shows us (laughs) as long as the grounds are a problem, there is not going to be any reaping. Nothing. Nothing. That's why you hear it sometimes there's a, a person who will say, by the word of the Lord, I declare you healed. Or by the word of the Lord, I declare this is mine. Another person will say the same thing, but different results. One is good, one is stony. Glory to God. Now, what can we really note from these things? We can note that there is what is known as fruitfulness of the word and also what is known as unfruitfulness of the word which is sponsored obviously by the grounds and there is something I really want to even bring out to you have you noticed there is nothing wrong with the seed neither is there anything wrong with the sower but it's always the ground so why do you look up and say why Lord Uh -uh. why do you look up and say why Lord Uh -uh. no glory to God so now if we are dealing with unfruitfulness really of the word we need to understand something the first person who obviously the first ground that is on wayside you will notice something the Bible says this one does not understand the word he hears the word but does not understand the word Obviously, that place of understanding leaves him in a place of ignorance. So, one of the things that cause the word to be unfruitful in your life is ignorance. 
can say lack of understanding, which is also ignorance. So whenever we see the word of God not working for us, check for ignorance. Glory to God. Because maybe you've read in the scripture that, that Solomon had so and so women. That's what you say. Because you've heard and seen that Jesus turned water into wine at Naiwe Unkade Chakorwa. Sintine ni mubaibo. So because of that ignorance, you say you're practicing the scripture by going to drink alcohol, and then your liver says, Gweru? And you're wondering what is happening. <laughs> you didn't partner with the word, it didn't work with you. Amen and amen. It, it didn't. While you drank that kasem shiny, a bird came on your liver, started poking. Ba, ba, ba. Birds. Now, I would, I, it's, it's quite interesting even when you talk about birds. Birds also symbolize demons and enemies. Have you noticed from there the Bible is actually teaching us that demons like ignorant people? They like ignorant people and people who don't understand. That's what demons like. So whoever told you, no, the more I know God, the more they attack. <laughs> that's, that's a demon trying to keep you ignorant so that it can stay in your life. The more you know God, the more you know God, you become more untouchable because you understand he who dwells in the secret place <laughs> of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You are not alone. When you know the word, ah, 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 you will know that with Christ you are hidden in God. My goodness. Alright, so the number one, the first thing that makes the word of God unfruitful is lack of understanding, which is ignorance. Number two, in the, in the second one, which, you know, uh, the stony one. The Bible tells us this one did not have much soil. This one did not have much soil. In, sh- in short, the, the seed could not really get itself rooted. It could not get itself rooted. That's why you see in the Bible, the Bible will tell us how we need to have the word of God dwell in us richly. We need to be rich with the word of God. Okay, That's why we love to teach Basics. We like to teach foundational things so that you don't lose your way. Problem people just want to not teach us on that prophecy or divine shanshani so that we can just stretch our hands and they like. But the challenge with that is that if you've got if if you if you practice those things yet you don't have your root in the word when the sun hits. <laughs> uh, when the sun hits. <laughs> You will feel it. You will be like John and you will say, kill me. Kill me. But if you are rooted like a man like David, you will say, Lord, my soul, it's thirsting for you, not for water. For you. For you. Has been rooted. 
Number th- so, so being rooted, when you are rooted, you become stable. You don't fall by anything. Not anything. That's, that's being rooted. When you're not rooted, anything you see on Facebook, you want to do. Any trend that comes, you want to do. <laughs> you, everything, you just go with the wind. Why? You're not rooted. Amen and amen. Then obviously the other one that was in a thorny place had a challenge with what is known as faithfulness. Because today is holding on to the word. Tomorrow is the world. So you can have the best of both worlds. And as you are doing that, you are choking yourself. Choking yourself. Today you quote Isaiah and say, who has believed our report? Tomorrow you quote Google with those funny quotes. You know them. (laughs) So a quick recap yet again. Unfruitfulness of the world is sponsored by ignorance. Unfruitfulness of the word is sponsored by lack of stability or being rooted. And unfruitfulness of the word is sponsored by unfaithfulness. That is withdrawing. Today you hold on to the word. Tomorrow you withdraw. But if you can be a person that deals away with ignorance, you understand the word, you get rooted in the word. And ensure you hold on to it and remain faithful. The Bible tells us that you are going to experience what is known as fruitfulness. And that's why I think that last scripture, yeah, this one. It says, he who received seed on good ground is one who hears the word and understands it. Who indeed bears fruit. Meaning you produce fruit unlike these other grounds. And then look at how it talks about what it says. It says, and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. This simply means, have you noticed? Some are producing a hundred, some are producing sixty, some are producing thirty. It is to show you that how deep you go and how deep you get to understand will also determine the level of results you experience. Some people need to move from 30 to 60. Some people need to move from 60 to 100. Some people need to go from 100 to 200. Like your intensity and your results should be different. Some people, yes, we think, God, you're casting out demons in two hours. You need to shift. You come to five minutes at least. From five minutes, you need to shift and just say, be gone in a second. Those things need to be happening in your life. Yes, some people need to shift. Today, they are able to say, in the name of Jesus, my body is healed. I have no sickness and they are healed. Yes, they need to go to another place where they don't get sick. They walk in wholeness. That is the progress that each believer needs to experience. But it comes by interaction with the word of God. We'll continue next Sunday. Stay your feet. Next Thursday, that is.